Welcome to These Days at Home podcast. I am Melissa Johns from the blog HarborHome32.com. I invite you to sit down with me and have a cup of coffee as I share encouragement, relatable life stories, and biblical reflections on These Days at Home. Welcome back to These Days at Home podcast. I am Melissa Johns, your host. Thank you for tuning, tuning in to yet another week of podcasting with me. Right now, I'm sitting in my living room, which is partially cleaned, as is it is most days. Sometimes it is super chaotic, but right now, it's pretty tidy. I have two toys left to put away. The floor is pretty clean because I just vacu- shampooed my carpet um, with this new shampoo, sham- the car- carpet shampooing, a rug shampooing machine that I got at Costco. Uh, Because my grandparents came to visit this last weekend and I just really wanted to look nice. Although I don't think the rug, I think the rug still needs to be replaced. It is just so, so, so bad. But I did shampoo my rug um, and I see just a beautiful vase of fresh eucalyptus that we picked up at the store. So I am loving this moment right here in my own living room. I always think it's a shame that the, the times that the house is the cleanest aka the middle of the night, is when nobody's enjoying it. So I like to take as much time as I can after, or clean up as fast as I can after the kids go to bed so I can enjoy my house just the way it was meant to be in my decorating world uh, in my head. And yeah, just really enjoy the beauty that I've worked so hard to make. So that's what I'm getting to do right now as I'm talking to you. My dishwasher is also running, and I really hope you can't hear it through the microphone. I can hear it in my in my uh, uh, earbuds, but I hope you can't hear it through the recording. Let's hope. If you can, I'm sorry, but you know, that is just how it works around here. The house continues to run no matter what we do. <laughs> um, so yeah, I hope you guys are having a good week. Uh, more importantly, I hope the Lord is teaching you something this week. Whether that is hard or good, difficult or interesting, I hope that God has reminded you he is your refuge and strength, that he will never leave you or forsake you. Because that's the truth, my friends. That's the truth. No matter what the world tells us, what Satan likes to lie to, to us in our heads, or what our own inner critic, self, um, self-centered mind likes to tell ourselves, uh, this is the truth. He is your refuge and strength and he will never leave you nor forsake you. So uh, first I would like to share a few updates before we get into this week's uh, verses from Proverbs 30, Proverbs 31. Thank you all for who have been praying for us this summer for my husband's job. We are so grateful to share that he got a job, a new job and started this week. We have really enjoyed having him home pretty much all summer summer to do fun things with us, but we are so glad to see him go back to work. Uh, he is excited about this job, and we recently found out, I'm going to brag about him a little bit, um, we found out that he beat out eight, 84 applicants for this job, and he's, he's the one that got it. So uh, not only did God provide, he did it with gusto and just a little a boost of confidence for my husband, Tony, in what is a kind of a tough market uh, in his industry right now. So thank you all again for praying. Um, we're very excited that he has a new job. 
with the Tony's first day back and yesterday, um, it was yesterday and it happened to be one of the hottest days here in the Midwest, uh, and humid. If you are in Minnesota or from the Midwest, you know that summer, it, it does get hot. It can get up to the hundreds, but it also gets very humid, which is a deadly combination. So, um, it's kind of, it's like the weather that you don't really want to go outside in, kind of like in the middle of the winter. And as a Minnesotan who experiences the worst of winter that the worst winter can throw at you, it's really frustrating to have a day like that in the middle of the summer because you spend almost like six months stuck inside, not literally stuck inside, but sometimes it can be so bad. You're just stuck inside day after day because, because of the weather. So to have that in the middle of the summer too, just really, really sucks. Anyway, I had a moment during his first uh, first day back at work, he was in his first meeting where the kids were, and I were down in the kit or the dining room and the living room. And, uh, my husband's office is right off of the living room and they were being so loud. My toddler, he's been a very normal toddler, just has a lot of energy, was kind of going crazy. And I was trying to keep them quiet. And we have our AC unit just blasting at us because we have an old, old farmhouse. And so we've got uh, AC units instead of central air. And I just started to get overwhelmed. And then I had a clogged, a clogged milk duct because I'm still nursing one of my children. And it was just, it was, wasn't coming out. I was doing everything right, all the right things. And if you know me and my personality, I hate it when I'm doing all the right things, quote unquote, but nothing is working. It just gets to me. I feel so defeated. Um, and so anyway, all of this was going on and I was just really overwhelmed. So I took the kids upstairs into, um, the baby's bedroom into just a small little nursery, but we hung out there for a while until the nap time. And I was getting overwhelmed with my son, Patrick. He, um, he said, mama, why don't you stop and pray? And I, so I'm like, so I did. I mean, how can you not when your son says that? And so I did, I stopped and I prayed uh, and God answered so many of my prayers that morning. And it was so sweet and so humbling to be reminded for my little boy to stop and pray. I stop and pray often throughout our day. Um, so it was just also a great moment for me to see the fruit of my, the fruit of my work, the, what I'm trying to instill in him and how to walk with God, um, to stop and pray. And he, he it was his idea and we did it. And it was just, it was a really great moment. That moment of realizing that what I, I am doing it matters. It's making an impact no matter how, um, how tiring it may seem or how effortless or uh, not effortless. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? And, uh, however, if it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, it is, uh, God is using everything I do for his glory and for the uh, future of my son. So anyway, that was a great moment. So mamas be encouraged, whatever you're doing, and it feels like it's not going, it's not doing nothing. It's, um, pointless. It's, um, just like you're spinning wheels and you feel like nothing matters. Uh, that's not true. It does matter whether you see it or not. (laughs) So a second update is that my little Patrick has been, as will be starting preschool in about two weeks. So I can't believe it. We went to meet his teacher the other day and I had to buy school supplies and everything. So with us, I don't know, with all of that, I was just also very emotional because that was the same or like two days. That was the day before my, uh, 
uh, Tony's first day back at work. So just so many things like I feel are out of my control. Like my, I, you know, these baby years, it's like you do got kind of, kind of like control a lot of their life, like their um, schedule and the foods they eat and everything. But the older they get, it just, it's like, wow, I, I'm not going to be able to control everything that goes on in that preschool classroom where how the teachers will be with him or the students or anything like that. And I know they'll be fine. I really, we really like the school that we chose for him, but it's just that, oh my gosh, just kind of letting go anyway. But anyway, with that change, I will have two days a week with a little, little extra time, which I think will be really nice. I'll get some time with the twins, um, maybe more one-on-one time with them, but they will still have a little bit of a nap time. Um, and so I'm hoping to actually, while Patrick's at preschool. So I'm actually hoping to record another podcast episode each week. Now, I don't want to promise that I'll have two episodes a week because I know how that will go. I've done that before where I promise something and that I can't deliver and I'm super defeated um, feeling, but, or I let you guys down. And so um, I'm not going to promise that I will get two episodes out a week, but I, that is my hope and goal. Um, And so if, if, you see me just doing one episode a week and then every once in a while you get a second just think oh yay bonus because that's what it'll be a bonus episode okay I've already talked for 10 minutes and we still have to get going on all the verses so we have been going through Proverbs 31 this is our second uh, episode in this season uh, Proverbs 31 woman and uh, last week we covered verses 10 through 12. And so this week we're going to cover verses 13 through 16. There's not really like, um, you know, categorically that they don't really like come together, but I just kind of looked at it and said, oh, I think these verses really fit together or these verses are talking about the same thing. So as a reminder, this uh, proverb, it's the the last 10 verses in Proverbs 31. And it is a poem. It's, it is an an acrostic poem in the Hebrew language, which means that the Hebrew alphabet is written um, kind of like an uh, acronym. They take each word of the alphabet or each letter of the alphabet and uh, kind of verse by verse or like section by section, they um, they write poetically about a virtue of a woman that starts with the um, the word of the alphabet. Um, and or a godly woman, I should say. And so, um, so yeah, that's kind of what we're looking at here. And I did try to research and look up, um, you know, kind of like what the acrostic poem would look like, but I just, I don't know Hebrew. Sorry, guys, I don't know Hebrew. If anybody knows Hebrew, please uh, do message me and we can look at this together because I think it'd be really cool. So I can't give you the actual uh, acro- you know, like acronym acrostic poem, but we can talk about the virtues of this godly woman that God wrote about in Proverbs 31. So I will read verses 13 through 16. Um, and yeah, okay, here we go. She seeks wool and flask and works willingly with her hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. So those are the verses. Um, I did want to um, I did want to do like a little um, intro to this section here. Um, so there's this commentary online. Uh, if you guys haven't heard of the Blue Letter Bible commentaries, I would highly recommend them. Um, David Goodsec, I think is how you pronounce his last name. 
Um, he has done a commentary on every single book of the Bible, every chapter, every, like, it's amazing. No one else has really done that. And I think he's got a pretty, a solid head on his shoulders theologically. And so I really like looking at his stuff. So I found this like little summary at the beginning section of these verses. So I thought I would read it to you. Um, it says the flurry of activity described in these verses doesn't mean that she does all these things in a day or even a week. But it does point to how much work and how very, how many different kinds of work are involved in wisely and properly managing a home. Women today can take comfort and confidence in God's recognition here of just how big their job is. Now, um, yeah, I just thought that was really good. There, uh, There's just like a little, as, as we'll go through these um, sections here, it is... Uh, a lot of work. I think this woman is a hard work- working woman. Um, I think we'll, we'll see the virtues that we'll see over and over again, not in just this section, but in others, is the virtue of hard work. She's a hard worker. Uh, she's busy at work and she's creative with her work. I, I like those virtues. Um, so we'll just go right into uh, verse uh, 13. She seeks wool and flask and works willingly with her hands. Uh, a virtuous woman is resourceful, knowing where to find things for her family and home. I don't know about you, but I get so excited whenever I get in conversations with others where we are all swapping tips and tricks of where to find things or how to do certain things. I think there is a reason we like things like that, uh, DIYs, and we spend time researching and figuring out things. It is wise to know where to go for the needs of those that are in your care. And so that the word she seeks wool and flask, like she's out looking for it and she gathers it in and brings it in. Um, That's uh, a good virtue. Uh, And then it says she works willingly with her hands or cheerfully. I think some verses say so willingly and cheerful worker. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't always have a willing or cheerful heart. Sometimes I grumble. Just today, I was folding my laundry. I'm like, oh, this is so annoying. Why do I have to fold all this laundry? My back hurts. Rah, 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 rah. Um, and so that that right there was not. I mean, I was doing the job. You can do a lot of work. You can you can work hard at something without uh, a grateful heart, without a, a willing heart, without a cheerful heart. And so I think that's what. Um, this writer in the um, the Lord is getting at with this is a willing and cheerful heart. And we see that in other places in scripture. Um, God's talking about a cheerful giver, someone that loves to give uh, out of cheerfully, uh, cheerfully, not out of just duty. Um, there's a lot of things in our Christian life that we have, you know, we do like the Lord has his 10 commandments, but it's not just about whether we do them or not, but what our heart posture is towards them. And so this verse, she works willingly with her hands. Um, I think, um, I think it go the next section gets into, um, oh wait, no. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Okay. So, fl- uh, wool and flax. So those are, those are, uh, materials to make clothing. So, um, this woman must've been a maker of clothes. So, um, that's another part of this. I, I, and this is where I want us to kind of think about things, um, um, kind of big picture, not necessarily uh, very specific, because 
Um, this is um, meant to be a poetic thing. It's not meant to be a literal translation of we go out and look for wool. We go out and look for flax. Um, so the, the concept of that she's making clothes for her family, I think is also uh, kind of illuminated here. Um, and many women before the Industrial Revolution had to make their own clothes. So now we're kind of switching gears from the willing, cheerful to the actually the making of clothes. Um, so a lot of women before the Industrial Revolution had to make their own clothes or know how to find such materials to do such things. But what sets apart a godly woman is doing things willingly with a heart to serve those God has put in her care. Um, so a little bit of application for you as you think about this. Um, who is in your care? Is it children, husbands, aging parents, or grandparents? Neighbors who are in need of assistance or your church community? Who is it that God has given to you to steward and serve? And how can you serve them with a willing heart? Um, yeah, I'll just let you think about that. Or I love for you to think about that as you go on from this podcast today and think about, um, think about, yeah, who is in, who is in your charge that God has given to you? And, uh, do you serve them with a willing heart? Now, um, because we all are clothed people, we all do wear clothes, I would like to hash out the clothing piece of this verse a little bit. This may seem kind of nitpicky, but I mean, we all, like, it's so, we all wear clothes, just like food. People talk about food so much, like there's so many recipes out there. There's, because we all eat three times a day. So there is some very practical tips that you, we can talk about um, when it comes to things like, grocery shopping, food, meals, and similarly clothing. So thinking about being, um, thinking about this woman, um, what could that look like for us? We don't make our clothes anymore. I don't want to make clothes. I mean, some people sew, but I, I've given up the idea of sewing long ago. Um, so I think this could really run the gamut of your situation and everyone is in a different situation here. So, and that's the other beautiful part of this poetic uh, part of scripture is that you get to pull things out like virtue and character and um, concepts and apply it to your life uh, with the help of the Lord in your own heart and mind and with those people around you. Um, but I think uh, this means that we work hard to make sure our family is clothed. Laund- Let's think about it. Laundry. Like I said, I was doing laundry today. I We all do laundry. We all need clean clothes. Uh, sewing. If you're a sewer, maybe you can make some of your own clothes. Man, that would be so cool. Uh, thrifting clothes for the next season. So I I go to Once Upon a Child. That's where I source my young children's things because why pay full price at some for something when you can buy it for like $2 thrifted and actually still in pretty good condition. Um, so like that's another area of making sure your family is clothed. Um, uh, thrifting things, um, just taking care of the people in your life, their, their clothing. Um, I actually, and there's ways to do this. Um, you can just, you know, obviously go out shopping or, you know, if you want to be a little more organized about it, I actually started a spreadsheet this last summer or actually last year when I was going through stuff for the babies. Um, just to, like keep track of what we have and what I need. So I can easily just quick, take a look at it and go out to the store and get, get what it is that we need versus like being out there and thinking, Oh, I think I need this. I think I need that. And then spending more time and money on things, you know, on unnecessary stuff. 
Um, so there, there's a tip for you if you're someone that likes organization and um, being kind of on top of that kind of stuff. Sorry, that was more of a practical tip. But anyway, um, when it comes to this whole idea of clothing, I wanted to touch, just give a few examples of that. Um, and let me, I just also want to say here um, that I, I really want to emphasize the things that I talk about in here. I really want to everyone that listens to this, just to walk away with the virtue and the character and the heart posture of what we talk about. I do not want to attach any value to what I say or any like biblical mandate or value to what I say when I talk about uh, clothing or talk about food. Like it, it is not that that's not what this uh, proverb is meant to, to do. And I that's not what I want to convey here. I really want us to just walk away with the application and the character and the virtue and um, figure out how to apply that to our lives. So I'll just say that. Okay, uh, going on to verse uh, 14. It says, she is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. Um, so there's a few different ways that I I see this. So she is like the ships of the merchant bringing foods from afar. Um, so what are, what are, what are the, what are ships? What could that be similar to ships of the merchant? Um, uh, one commentary I read says that they, ships of the merchant come in regularly and with effort or regularly and kind of like well, well organized. Um, and so, you know, that, that could be one part of this concept of, you know, she brings food from afar, you know, she's provided providing food for her family and so there's a regularity and with effort you know she doesn't forget to feed them for two days straight she regularly has a rhythm of making meals cooking always knowing what's coming down the pipeline um kind of this like well-oiled machine um it's kind of how i i see it a well-oiled machine of um just knowing what what food they need what food they have or need to get next and um what meals are coming down the line, like all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, and as we're about to find out in the next verse, it, you know, it might require rising while it's still night and providing food for her family. That's kind of the next, uh, the next verse. But, um, this, she, this verse, as she brings her food from afar, um, I think I like to think about that as, um, you know, there's other foods out there in the world. Like there's obviously what she has grown locally, but what a merchant does is it brings it from another land. Um, and so I just think, I think of this woman as someone who, um, who knew and as was familiar with foods that weren't local. Uh, she, she may be interested in another cuisine, possibly. She, uh, it, it's not food that she could grow in her backyard. She had to outsource it from somewhere else. Um, and now again, I, this is just kind of generalizing. I think that if we p- apply it to our daily life here, it's like we, um, we've kind of like, I, I love a lot of different foods that aren't American. Like there is, there's experiences and cuisines that I don't experience on a daily basis in our household. Um, only, um, you know, at certain restaurants or if you go traveling in certain countries and that kind of a thing. Um, so not that it, not that you have to like take your family all over the place, but I think the the idea is here. She's um, 
she wants to give them a variety of experiences and flavors and, um, yeah, just, just kind of, um, gosh, I'm, I'm stumbling over my words tonight. Um, kind of get, yeah, just give them a breadth of God's creation in food. And she, um, yeah, she just wants to delight them in good things and, uh, enhance their life and enrich their life with not just what's in her back door, but what's, you know, kind of around the world. Um, and that's just one way that I, I see this. There could be lots of different, um, lots of different, um, ways that people read this. That was just one thing I had thought of reading, uh, reading this verse. Now going on to the next one, she rises while it is still night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidservants. This again, I think is, uh, something that's a little bit of a lost art in our modern world. Um, the closest I have to rising while it is still night is getting up at 5 AM to get a loaf of bread in the oven and mixing up my dough at, or mixing up, mixing up my dough at 10 PM at night. So I can, uh, uh, so it can rise overnight. Um, even as someone who makes most of her food from scratch, I don't, I have yet to rise up in the middle of the night and make something. So modern conveniences have made us kind of lose this concept of she rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. Um, but what I think it does mean is I think the main thing we are seeing here again is a woman that is hardworking, who does not eat the bread of idleness, as it'll say later in this poem. How I think we challenge ourselves as modern women is to ask ourselves if we are taking the easy way out because we can, or, um, therefore sacrificing our, um, health, our finances, our children's health and finances. Um, well, I guess your children don't have finances, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Um, are we sacrificing some of those things, uh, just because we want the easy way out? This woman is a hard worker. She is out doing hard things to provide for her family. And so, um, so yeah, I just wonder if there's times that we, take the easy way out just because we have the modern convenience and we don't want to work hard. I think, and I'm not saying that if you don't make bread or anything, if you don't make food from scratch that you're not working hard, that is not true at all. But I know in my own heart, I, there's times where I have, um, plenty of food and I have like just went out and bought groceries and yet I come home. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to cook. I'm just going to go and get something else. Um, so I, I just, again, the heart posture, right? So my heart in that moment is saying, I don't want to work. I don't want to have to, you know, do this hard thing. Um, I'm just going to find the easy way out. Um, and so I think that's something I'd like to challenge us all with. Um, what is it for you that's the easy way out? Um, what is it that, or what's going on in your heart when it's, you know, you come to that moment where it's like, I don't want to work any harder. I'm just going to take the easy way out. Um, so not to get all, um, down on us about our modern world and how convenient we all have, um, food right out our back door. But, um, I do think we could, um, yeah, just apply, apply ourselves a little bit to this concept of providing for our family. Now, this could also mean, I think it could also mean, um, a mom who, uh, is working really hard at a job. 
someone that's not um, home with their kids, uh, you know, for full time, someone that needs to provide for their family, needs to take on a job, um, needs to work full time, or maybe she needs to take on two jobs, or maybe she's a single mom and she needs to work two jobs just to put food on the table and make sure their kids have clothes. Um, and so again, a woman that is hardworking, I just really want to want to drive that point home. And then, um, there's also this section uh, portions for her maidens. Um, so this woman must have had, uh, servants, people that she was watching after, um, or that was under her care, under her stewardship. And so she also made sure that they were well taken care of. Um, if let's say you own a company and you have employees and you, um, you're not paying your, your employees all that well, that would not be watching out for them and taking care of them. And so this woman, um, she she was doing well and she made sure that the people that she uh, had in her employment were well cared for. Um, I just had a lot of notes there that I totally skipped over. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So this other, there's one other thing that I thought of with this rises up while it's night because I'm a breastfeeding mama. I thought, oh, I do get up in the middle of the night to feed somebody. <laughs> I'm getting up in the middle of the night to feed my baby. Um, and again, that just be, be, the act of doing that alone is a good thing and something I think God is pleased with because I'm feeding the mouth of a child. But with a willing heart is where where I'm challenged. When I think about doing this willingly and with a grateful heart, um, that is where I I fall short. So, um, something that I'm working on getting up in the middle of the night, you know, we are trying to train our kids to not wake up in the middle of the night, but it's just inevitable. And so, um, feeding my baby in the middle of the night, any other breastfeeding mamas out there, take courage. You are doing a good thing in the middle of the night, even though it's so hard. Um, so going on to verse, uh, 16, she considers a field and buys it. And with the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. Um, so this, I think is a really interesting, um, interesting, uh, verse. So it, it, it seems to be like this woman is, um, she is an entrepreneur. She has set in her mind, she's got money to spend on investments. It's kind of what I'm seeing in this. And so, um, I did look up a few commentaries just to get a little bit more, um, juice with this. So I'll, I'll read what I found here. She considers a field and buys it. The virtuous wife is forward thinking, combining her creative creativity with hard work. She thoughtfully considers, invests, and uses the profits to better her family and their future. In this case, by planting a, vine a vineyard. Isaiah 5.2 describes all that was involved in planting a vineyard in ancient Israel and making it productive. It was a lot of work. There we go again. Hard working woman a hard-working woman here. She does not restrict herself to the basic necessities of life. She is able to procure some of its comforts. Wine is a comfort. It's a luxury. She plants a vineyard that she may have wine for a beverage, for medicine, or for sacrifice. Oh, I thought that was really interesting. This also is uh, procured of her own labor. So um, she 
she works. She works with her hands and what she is able to produce from it is all of these good things. Um, oh, there's a moth flying around me. Oh my gosh. Oh, get out of here. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness. We've got so many flies and bugs in this house. It's just kind of how it is in the summer. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, anyway, moving on, moving on from that. Um, so what this last section could mean for us, I think it means we are women who are knowledgeable about investments, making profits to benefit our family, ideas for their future. We're, we're, we're looking ahead to um, our kids, like my kids, like I'm thinking about, not that we're like close to making decisions in any of this, but you know, like, okay, like how are we going to pay for school or our kids college, or I've got a daughter, or maybe I should start at a certain age, start setting aside money for her, her wedding or, you know, just that kind of stuff. I'm thinking about leaving them a legacy. And I think that's important and wise. Um, you know, it, it could also in, in that same realm, I think it would, my husband and I, we still need to make, a. A, a will for our kids, you know, what was some, what would something happen, or what would happen to them if we were to both die, God forbid, um, who would take them and what would their life look like? And, uh, just setting up those things for our family is so wise and so important. Um, and I think there's just a little taste of what we get here. She's, you know, she's investing, um, by buying this vineyard and making, uh, making it fruitful. She, um, she's looking forward to the future. Um, this could look like, uh, working or looking around her at what might be profitable and considerate. I think my mom is uh, a great example of this. We, I grew up on 25 acres in Elk River, Minnesota, and, uh, we have, we had fields and a barn and a silo and they bought it, um, and they, they bought it with the idea that it would be an investment for their future, for their retirement. Um, and so she, but while we were there, she also came up with all of these ideas of how they could use the land to benefit them and profit them. They rented out some of the large fields to a local farmer. They used some of the old barns for a storage business that, um, you know, served them well, the money that they got from that served them very well. She considered asking, um, asking a cellular network to put a tower on their silo. And I think that that, that would have made them money if they would have been able to do that. Um, and then she also considered having, um, part of our land be a wedding venue. Um, some of those things didn't pan out, but a lot of them did. And I just, I just loved watching her come up with all these creative ideas of how she could use what was around her, um, to, uh, be profitable and to benefit her family. So things like I like to think about, um, are like, we've got our, you know, our acreage here and we've got basically what we need to, you know, with our chickens and our garden, we produce just about enough for our family. Um, but if I'm ever in a situation where we're, we're producing more, I would love to maybe sell some of our, some of the goods of our land. Um, that, that kind of idea really excites me. Um, or this, this blog and that I have on my YouTube channel, it, I really do would love to see it become a income stream for our family. Um, and it's something simple that I can do just by looking around my home, writing about my home, writing about the things that we do, the lifestyle we, we live. Um, and, 
yeah, just um, continuing to kind of build on this brand that I have started in my blog. Um, I would love to see that become more of a full-time job after my kids go to uh, go to school full-time. So that's that's one way I can I'm kind of applying this idea of she considers a field and buys it and the fruit of her hands she plants a vineyard. Um, or it could be something as simple as selling things that you have like you know like um, I don't know garage sales or different I don't know just different things like that that you're looking you're you're kind of forward thinking you're looking towards making um, making money for your family. Um, so anyway, that, those are all the verses that we were going to go through today, verses, uh, 13 through 16. So I'll just read them again, just so that you can hear the flow of the verses and, um, ask you a few application questions. She seeks wool and flask and works willingly with her hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar she rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it, and the, with the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. So I hope you guys saw in there the virtues and the character of this woman. She is hardworking. Excuse me. She is hardworking. She is uh, willingly working hard. Um, she is maybe organized and has, um, a plan for the future. Um, and she takes care of the people in her, uh, in her circle, in her immediate care. Now I will want to end by saying that this, uh, these characters and these virtues, um, are meant to call us up higher. None of us meet these perfectly. None of the, none of these characteristics do we all just naturally do really well. Um, I hope you guys heard me say the things I'm struggling with. I hope you can think about the things that you need to um, challenge yourself with. Um, so we we can't be the perfect woman. We can't. None of us are. Uh, this is to call us up to a higher uh, a higher calling to be more like Christ, who I can guarantee you was a hard worker, who was. Um, who took care of the people in his household who were wise and thinking about the future. Um, so, and, um, I will also say that, you know, if through this, this, this all is meant for us to come to the Lord. And so, um, again, if you're hearing this and you're being challenged, like come to the Lord in prayer, consider what these verses say and ask him to help you be more um, wise, to be hardworking, to change your heart, to be willing and cheerful in all that you do. So thank you guys so much for listening to this and tune in next week for the next few verses. Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. For daily interactions and more inspiration, find me on the socials at HarborHome32 or my blog, HarborHome32.com. Talk with you next time. Bye.